My friends, my neighbors, hello, howdy, and welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. It's great to have you with us. Now, some of you heard Paul's interview with Matt Hall. Matt was a singer who got his fame with the band St. Somewhere, and Paul was a great fan of that band, as most certainly many of you are. Well, St. Somewhere eventually broke up. So after Matt Hall and Arm Tuckborian departed, the band consisted of the guests on today's episode. And those band members and guests are Quincy Yeats, Kevin Wiley, Trey Sansom, and Dave Sansom. And they were a great band under their own incarnation also. And Paul was pleased to interview them in studio prior to one of their concerts. He was still learning the craft of interviewing. It was early in the job, and it was not easy. As Paul sometimes remarks, it's not easy to interview an entire band. And you also know it's not easy to keep this show on the air. We need you. The Paul Leslie Hour is basically a semi-public archive of tons of recorded interviews that we make available to you, and it takes work and time. But thanks to you, it keeps chugging along, and you can help. Just go to thepaulleslie.com slash support, and we thank everyone who's contributing. Ah, let's get this one going. I think we can all agree it's that time. Into the studio we go with Paul Leslie, Quincy Yeats, Kevin Wiley, Trey Sansom, and Dave Sansom, the remnants of St. Somewhere. We've got the guys from St. Somewhere on the show today. We've had Matt Hall, we've had Tall Paul, and now we finally have St. Somewhere. Welcome Dave and Trey Sansom, Kevin Wiley, and Quincy Yates. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. So you guys are playing at the Brandy House tonight. To our viewers who have never heard the new Saint Somewhere, could you tell us a little bit, what is Saint Somewhere like now? Well, we've kind of got a style today we call Caribbean Americana. It's kind of a, it's kind of a mixture of stuff. We, we, uh, we all come from pretty various backgrounds and influences. And, uh, you just take a lot of Caribbean music, American music, kind of mix it up and add our little personal touch. And, and that's what we're dealing with. And where exactly does this Caribbean influence come from? Mr. Quincy, <laughs> being from the Caribbean and everything. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have, uh, this is Kevin here, I didn't have uh, too much of a Caribbean influence when I grew up in East Tennessee. I come from more of the, uh, you know, classic rock and roll background, you know, the hillbilly rock, that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm from the Texas Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> is that in the panhandle? <laughs> <laughs> So the 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 old uh, Saint Somewhere was kind of like um, had a little bit of everything. It kind of had the Grateful Dead sound, kind of had the Omen Brothers, and now uh, it has kind of a feel all of its own. And what what would you say some of these influences are on your music? <laughs> well, how about the Dave and Trey, the, the the new members of the band? How about they answer that question? What have they? What what kind of uh, background have they added to the the band? Well, I grew up. Well, Dave and I both grew up in Texas, and uh, I was a blues man for a long time. I that that's my original roots. But then I've played rock and roll. I've played bluegrass. I've played now some reggae influenced stuff. Uh, and Dave comes from. Uh, well, we played in a rock band for a long time and he 
played in a hip hop band and just it, good music is good music. It doesn't, it, it cross, it, uh, good music crosses all boundaries it, as long as it's just not canned and bottled and sold to you, you know, you're going to like this because we tell you you're going to like this. You know, that's, that's, that's not what we're about. We're, we, we, we've got, we try to keep our musical integrity pretty high. You know, we, we, we like, we love doing what we do and we, we love music and that's where we come from. I was going to jump in real quick, Paul, something that's sort of a, a, a version that I had to tell people when they ask me that question, when I'm out, I, I kind of tell them that, um, We've got Quincy who, you know, grew up on in Trinidad and he's got definitely more of the Caribbean and Latin type background. That's what he was raised on, I guess. Is that kind of right? Latin jazz. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and, uh, you know, Trey told you a little bit about his and Dave's story. They got, you know, grew up in Texas and the rock and roll thing. And Dave actually being a, was a drummer in hip hop band and he's got a wide range of influences. Um, me personally, I was, uh, took some classical training. I was actually, you know, a concert drummer before I was playing drum set and stuff like that. And a little bit of jazz influence and yeah, buddy, yeah hot stuff. But, uh, it's, it's really, we all just bring, we, you know, if we, we bring our own little thing to the table and, um, you know, it took us, we've, we've been together a little over a year now and it kind of took us a while to figure out you know, if you'd asked us that question six months ago, we probably wouldn't have known how to answer it. But I think we feel a lot more comfortable about the answer today of who we are is, uh, you know, we are definitely four individuals bringing something to the table. And somehow we get on stage and this chemistry, it just uh, it comes together to form a really unique, you know, unique experience there. The one thing about Saint Somewhere is. There's all these different bands out there, and everyone says that they have their little niche. But the one thing that uh, makes Saint Somewhere a breed apart, I guess, is you can't really categorize their sound. I mean, how many bands can say, first of all, that they have a, a pan player? Um, and I guess part of the reason uh, behind this individual style, one of the things that this has led to is some, some pretty exciting news about a new management company that you've recently signed with. Could you guys tell us a little bit about that? Uh, well, actually, it's a booking agency, uh, Deggy Booking International. Um, they have offices in Colorado, New York, New Jersey, and uh, Atlanta. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I'll say, Quincy probably didn't want to tell you this himself, but he's kind of handling the managerial duties of the band right now. Oh. Um, so... Um, we, we are very excited about this thing with Deggy. Um, they're, they manage a lot of uh, nationally touring bands and they're, they're doing a lot of the things that we want to be doing. You know, they're doing with bands stuff that we want to be doing, you know, and, um, we're definitely happy, excited to be on board with them. We're going to be opening up for some, you know, some bigger name bands here. Uh, our next show at the Brandy House after tonight is going to be, I believe, March the 6th. Uh, we'll be opening up for Moonshine still there, and uh, that's going to be an exciting thing as well. So yeah, there. Um, yeah, it's the twenty seventh of March. Yes, the Motet. Yeah, so some bigger bands like that, they're going to open up some more doors for us, and um, you know, they just seem like people that were on the same page as we were. So we're on that train now. And you also have a collection of songs that uh, I'm going to be playing a couple of those songs later on in the show. Um, you have a collection of songs is. Completely free for download on the Saint Somewhere website. Could you tell us a little bit about these songs and how can we listen to these and enjoy them? Uh, we'll get on our website, 
go to the download section and check out what we've got. Uh, we believe in the music. We just want to get it out there. Just please listen. Yeah, the uh, website, by the way, is saintsomewhere.com, of course, stsomewhere.com. And uh, we actually, I think um, part of the the free download thing started when we sold out of old CDs and people still, you know, there was still a need for them. So we put up a bunch of old stuff and that got really popular. And then, um, you know, with the new direction of the band, we are about, like Trey said, we just want to get the music out there. We want people to hear what we're doing. And so whatever, whatever means is necessary, that's what we're going to do. So uh, we definitely like to promote the, you know, free sharing of the music. And we like to get people out to the shows because that's where, you know, it's really at live shows. So uh, what's the deal with Jägermeister? We like it a lot. <laughs> now, uh, they, they, they're our corporate sponsor, I guess. If you, and uh, they, they help us out, give us tour support and free stuff. And it's just we, we enjoy the drink and we enjoy what they give us. And I'll break it down. Basically, Quincy called him one day and said, man, we really like your product. And uh, we, we – we drink it a lot and we tell others to drink it a lot. And, uh, if you'd like to help us out, that'd be great. But either way, we love your product. And they thought that was cool. So they sent us a few things and they started tracking Jaeger sales at St. Somewhere shows. And once they saw that, you know, the spike in the sales, they, they put us on board pretty quickly. Um, in fact, the, uh, the band coordinator for the, the Jaeger sponsorship program was is a really close friends with uh, the president of Deggy, that booking agency, and uh, well, us doing a very good job for Jaegermeister put us in a good light for Deggy, so they helped us out there quite a bit. Well, guys, uh, I'd like to hear from each one of you a little bit um, and get some of uh, the what as far as the foundation of uh your own musical experience what were some of your own influences and i'm going to start with um dave sansom uh well i guess my very first uh musical influence was the beatles that was a that was the first music that i ever discovered like truly discovered and i think i was probably about uh four years old or something and my dad um had a a pretty extensive record collection and some of his records um he had copied onto tapes and there were you know Beatles tapes i think it was the the two greatest hits albums the that the Beatles uh, put out those first two compilations they were on cassette and uh and i just listened to them over and over again and that that's really what what got me into music you know and then once Trey got a Trey got a guitar and i got some drums and then it was just you know i, I went into a actually into a Walmart into the record section when I was a little kid and was just like, wow, there's a lot of music. You know, I have these things, but what else is out there? And so I just kind of went on the quest to, I just wanted to hear everything and just delved into, you know, all kinds of music. I guess I, I took a different approach to like a lot of people that were my age, you know, when I was, when it wasn't cool to be listening to classic rock, you know, when I was probably in, you know, sixth grade or something like that, you know, everybody else was listening to some crap that, you know, nobody's listening to anymore. But, uh, I was trying to discover the past and see where what's around today, where it came from and take that influence that the artists who I was listening to had taken it from and, and just, you know, find out where it had all come from. So, you know, from Led Zeppelin, the Beatles to Pink Floyd and, you know, beyond and into, into some jazz realms. And then, you know, I've, I listened to everything and that's, that's just what I, I just have a deep love for music and really love to play it, you know, and Trey. 
Well, I guess uh, my biggest influence was the Texas blues. Is there's a lot of local stuff and, and stuff that you don't hear of outside of Texas that guys like Ian Moore and, uh, well, I guess most people have heard of Jimmy Vaughn and stuff like that. But uh, and then Jimi Hendrix, of course, being a guitarist, you can't go without being influenced by Jimmy. And uh, moved to Tennessee, got some bluegrass roots, and I just, I just. I grew up listening to the same stuff Dave did because, you know, we kind of shared records and shared our dad's records. And now it's just whatever is pleasing to my ear. It doesn't matter what style. And now Kevin Wiley, the drummer. Um, it's kind of hard to say. I guess I have more of a, um, I, I feel like sometimes I was maybe trained to listen to different kinds of music because. I didn't really know much about music. I wasn't like really hardcore. I didn't grow up around music like probably the rest of the guys in the band did. I mean, I grew up listening to the radio and hearing what was played and that, you know, singing along and that sort of thing. And I knew I loved music. That was cool and everything. But it was, uh, and once I got into middle school and, um, well, I guess I started playing saxophone and band in about the fourth grade and that wasn't very serious. But, uh, in middle school, once I switched over to percussion, I found a love, you know, that I didn't know that I had, you know, and, um, just uh once through all my years of you know high school and what little bit of college that I did attend it was uh all studying music and um as far as listening influences um once I really started getting into music and enjoying music I was listening to classic rocks you know same stuff that probably Trey and Dave were talking about Led Zeppelin is one of my biggest influences um Rush is another Jethro Tull basically classic rock and that would be the thing that you find most and you know most of my my CD collection is a lot of classic rock but then through my training and, and classical training I, I learned an appreciation for classical and uh jazz and really got into jazz a little bit later and um you know studying a lot of it so just the the different training I had it sort of opened my mind to what all is out there and um you know I guess it just went from there collectively and now we can't forget Quincy Yates this is going to be interesting. <clears throat> okay, I have a, a short but long list. Um, Beethoven, Andy Norell, Chucho Valdez, everything in and within the islands of Trinidad and Tobago, Topol, Bob Marley, Sting, Yeah, that's it. <laughs> One hell of a, a diverse selection. Right. So is there anything new in the works with Saint Somewhere? Is anything going to be going down soon? Well, actually, if you've followed Saint Somewhere for very long, you've known that there's always something happening. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's never, never a dull moment. So I can confidently answer that, answer that question. Yes, things are happening. <laughs> I probably won't be any more specific than that at this moment. But yes, things are definitely happening. All right, and so uh, for the people that were with that saw Saint somewhere in the past, what can they expect now? You know, I'm walking outside of a club. I see on a sign it says Saint somewhere. I say, "What the hell is that?" I go in. What am I going to see? What's this going to be like? Musical euphoria. <laughs> well said. Really, you're going to see a very diverse show of you know. We just between the four of us, we listed you know a 
many, many musicians and influences. And so if you probably, if you take a small piece of all those musicians that we just listed and then you, you know, put them inside and spit them back out of us. And that's, that's what you're going to get. You know, you're going to get a whole world of influences, you know, and on one stage. Plus a whole lot of drums too. <laughs> a whole lot of drums. <laughs> All right. There they were. That was Dave Sansom, the bass player, Trey Sansom, the guitar player, Kevin Wiley, the drummer, Quincy Yate, the pan player and more. And there they were saints somewhere. Thanks, Paul. Thank Thanks for having Paul. us. All right. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.